Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. In a world of twisted facts, alternative narratives, corrupted corporations, and hacked feeds, how can we decipher the difference between truth and fiction? It's time to take back the truth. Read Robert Kiyosaki's Fake and learn the signs to recognize fake money, fake teachers, and fake assets. Determine what's real in a world where falsehoods are a weapon. Don't let fake advice destroy your financial future. Visit therealkiyosaki.com to read Fake by Robert Kiyosaki. That's therealkiyosaki.com. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today's program is a lot about the question of are we heading for a bigger crash? Or is it possible we're heading into a depression? So it's a very, very important program because unless you've been living under a rock, as you know, when the market swings a thousand points in a day, goes down a thousand, up a thousand, down 600, up 500 and down, there's something going on. And so we're gonna be talking about what all this means to you your family, your portfolio, and your future. Because so many people, especially if you're a baby boomer or younger, most of our generation has no idea what the Great Depression looked like. You know, uh, Kim and I had a business partner, he was in his 90s when he was our partner, and he kept talking about what it was like. And so that at, most baby boomers have no idea what a real crash, what a real depression, what a real, what's called a secular bear market looks like. And all the baby boomers have known is up markets. And most baby boomers today are in some kind of 401k, IRA, Roth IRA, or they have their pension in some underwater pension plan like CalPERS, which is the California State Employee Pension Plan. And they're underwater $1 trillion. So every time this market goes down, those guys in those public employees like the you know, police officers and school teachers, they should be worried, but they're not worried because after all, all they've ever known, if you've been a baby boomer, you've only known a secular bull market. I mean, this market, in my opinion, has been going up for 70 years now. And that's all we as baby boomers and youngers know. So it's a very important program. The question is, why is this happening? What are you gonna do next? And what can you do personally? Any comments, Kim? Well, this is going to be a great show because at the Rich Dad Company, we always like to look at two sides of the coin. And, you know, if you watch the news today, it's all, oh, the economy's doing great. Jobs are great. Every Unemployment's down. Everything's booming. Retail's up. And there's all this great news. But then the other side of the coin is maybe not that may not, that may not be the case. And uh, we've got an expert here to talk about what's really going on 
behind the scenes and what really he takes a very complicated stock bonds all of that and simplifies it down so even i can understand so i'm looking forward to the show so our guest today is michael pento he and i i met him at uh we were doing a uh quasi infomercial for lair capital which sells gold and silver great company because they let us say what we wanted to say and i personally don't get paid to be on that program i do it just like the reason I do Rich Dad Radio is purely for education, for people to hear the other side of the coin, another point of view. Because if you watch programs like CNBC, I call it bubble vision, all they talk about is how the economy is doing well, well the market's going to keep going up and your 401k safe, or your stocks are safe. Meanwhile, the pros are exiting the market. So today, I'm very happy to have worked with him. Michael Pento, he's the president and founder of Pento Portfolio Strategies. And he is one of those professionals. He manages people's money for real. And I was so honored to, talking to him. You know, a lot of times when we're doing these kind of infomercial shoots, what is said off camera is more interesting than what's on camera. So, Michael, it was really a pleasure meeting you. Welcome to the Rich Dad Radio Show. Thank you so much for having me on the program, Robert. I was so impressed meeting you, and I can't wait to talk to you and your lovely wife, Kim. Right. And, you know, my definition of intelligence is this. If you agree with me, if you agree with me, you're intelligent. <laughs> and so you were very intelligent for the two or three days we worked together in L.A., in the middle of Hollywood, talking about what's happening. Now, you're the author of a book called The Coming Bond Market Collapse, How to Survive the Demise of the U.S. Debt Market. Let's start with that. Why did you write that book? It came out in 2013. Well, you know, when I wrote the book, Robert and Kim, I never imagined that interest rates could ever be negative when you're talking about a sovereign nation. So you look at the nation of Japan, you know, their 10-year note just slipped into negative territory recently. And, you know, when you loan money to the government going out 10 years, that's basically an insolvent nation. You're going to get a negative return in nominal terms, and yet the central bank of that country has an inflation target of 2%. So, I mean, who, so you have to ask yourself, who is loaning these people? Who is loaning the Bank of Japan money? And it's not just Japanese. I mean, who is loaning the European Central Bank? Who is buying German bonds? Who is loaning um, German boons that yield 0.17% going out 10 years? Wait. And the answer, of course, is central banks. There is no free market left on the planet Earth for sovereign debt. Yeah, Michael. So, that is why I wrote the book. Right. So this is what I said, you know, years and years and years ago was that savers are losers. So when you say you have a negative interest rate, does that mean a saver is a loser? So savers are doubly losers, Robert and Kim, because not only is the nominal return negative, but you have to account for inflation. And inflation has been universally adopted to be nirvana when it's 2%, not zero, or a slight disinflation, the, the global economy, the people who run the global economy have deemed it mandatory that you must have at least a 2% rate of inflation in order for a, an economy to function properly. Now, I don't believe that, and I know you guys don't believe that either. I guess when you're trying to keep asset bubbles inflated, you need at least a 2% rate of inflation as a government mismeasures inflation. Yeah, and what Michael's so, talking about here, inflation is what robs you, robs you of your wealth. You know, I, I think it was uh, Lenin who said the best way to wipe out the middle class, 
the bourgeoisie, was to grind them between taxes and inflation. And that's what our governments or the central banks and the U.S. government is doing. All you people out there who are working hard and saving money, you're getting ground to death by the very system you trust. Is that basic what you're saying, Michael? Well, I am, but this is getting, this is a function, Robert and Kim, that's getting worse. It's not getting better. So, you know, in my opinion, this is why I wrote the book, and I only give opinions based on facts. So I never come on anybody's show and give an opinion because that's what my agenda is. I have no agenda. I manage money for a living. My only agenda is to make money. So I look at facts objectively and then arrive at a conclusion. So everything we're going to talk about on this program today is based on facts and facts warrant a response. So the U.S., I believe the United States, and indeed most of the rest of the world has not enjoyed a free market-based interest rate for about a century. Now you understand why when I was on, when Michael, I met Michael on the Lear Capital kind of infomercial, I really had a good time talking to him because he's the first money manager that's intelligent. He agreed with me. You know, because, Michael, I go on to these programs and I say savers are losers. And, you know, that's almost like saying the Pope is Jewish or something. They just go nuts. What do you mean <laughs> savers are losers? I said, well, you're losing money. Hmm. And they don't, yeah. un- they, they worship Well, you're losing the- money more, Robert, now than ever because nominal interest rates, so since 1981, interest rates have inexorably declined. Okay? So you think about 1981 here in the United States, we had a 20% Fed funds rate. Now we went all the way to zero in 2000, and between 2003 and 2004, it went down to 1%. And then from 2009 to 2015, it was 0%. 0% cost of money. And when you have a 0% cost of money, that warps and distorts every single asset price on the planet, because every asset price on the planet is based off of that risk-free rate of return, which governments deem to be zero. Now, why did they ever do that, Robert? The reason why they did that is because asset bubbles had grown so large and debt levels had become so humongously enormous that it required a 0% interest rate to be in place. And not only a 0% interest rate, but it also demanded that central banks print $180 billion worth of fiat confetti crap each and every month just to keep asset prices afloat. So, so that, is, that is all, everything I just said is verifiable and factual. So Michael, if, so you're saying there's, there has not, there's no free market based on the interest rates at zero. If there's no free market, what, what do we got? Well, you have no free market based on interest rates. So if you have no free market based on what interest rates, the cost of money, if the cost of money, that, that, that price has been usurped by sovereign governments and central banks, then we don't have free market pricing in anything. Yeah, in, in anything. That's, that's so what Michael... Ask, go ahead. You know, that's what people call price discovery. <laughs> Where, you know, there's no price. To, in other words, if I have right. a, if I have a 1999 uh, Lexus for sale, price discovery is, you know, we, we put it on eBay or wherever cars.com, and the market actually tells you what that Lexus 1999 Lexus with 100,000 miles is worth. 
But what's happening now, this Lexus that's on the market right now, the government is keeping the price of the Lexus up. That's what you're saying, right? Exactly. It's no free and market. There's no free market. And it's even worse than that, Robert, because when when you and I kind of agree on the price of that Lexus, you know, you're, you're going to tell me what the Lexus is worth, and I have the money here in my pocket, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to pay for it. So we have two independent market-based people who are trying to ro- arrive at a fair deal and a fair price. But when, when central banks were printing and advertising that they were printing, I mean, it wasn't any secret, Kim and Robert. They didn't, this was something done surreptitiously or furtively. They told you. They wanted you to know that I am going to be printing money out of thin air by fiat, by decree, $180 billion worth globally, and I am going to buy bonds, some, some even corporate bonds if you want to look at Japan and in Europe, and I do not give a darn about the price. So, when, when, so if I'm an investor and I know that the central bank are, is going to be, central banks are going to be buying assets regardless of the price each and every month, and I mean massively, $180 billion. I mean, altogether, they printed $15 trillion in order to, to blow up asset prices. And if I know that that's the case, if that's the functionality, if that's the context in which I, and I, I must invest in, I'm going to front run those bids. And here's what, do you, what, what do you mean by front run? In other words, if I know the central bank in January is going, was going to buy $180 billion, and I'm aware that February, another $180 billion of buying is coming in, and I know what's going to happen with the price then. I'm pretty much assured that the price is going to go higher, be that a bond, a corporate bond, a sovereign bond, a collateralized loan obligation, a mutual fund, a Facebook stock. And if I know these stocks are going to go higher, and if I know these fixed income assets are going to go higher, because I have a bid, a mindless and price insensitive bid coming behind me each and every month, I am going to get in front of that bid and join in. Wouldn't that make sense? That would I'm make sure sense. as heck aren't. I'm sure I'm not going to sell those. Right. <laughs> I'm not well, going to show. I'm not going to short them. So here's what happened. If you look at the value of real estate and equity portfolios as a percentage of the underlying economy, that reached 525 percent as of the last data recorded, which was the start of uh, Q3 last year, 2018. So. If the average of that figure is 380% going back to 1951, you can understand why the middle class has been eviscerated, why asset bubbles have become so large and untenable that they now pose a, a, a systemic risk greater than ever before to the global economy. This is exactly what central banks have done to us, but they were unaware of what they were doing perhaps because they were so myopically focused on an unemployment rate which is meaningless. So once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Our guest today is Michael Pento. His website is pentoport.com, P-E-N-T-O-P-O-R-T.com. And the thing I love about Michael, he is an insider. He's in it every single day. I'm kind of an outsider looking from the outside in. But when he started to explain what he could see, which CNBC would never say, I said, Michael has to be on the Rich Dad Radio Show just so you can prepare for what's coming up. Because what I see is the stock market has been propped up by printing money. 
and Michael has an article on it about stock buyback plans. In other words, here I am a CEO of ABC Company, and the way I can make money, they're going to give me all the money I want to borrow. I could borrow money. And they're and and they want and they're thinking that you're going to borrow the money so that you put it into property and plant and capital goods and you make you make something happen you you produce right and all they did was buy back their stocks that's going to come back to haunt us so when we come back we're going to be talking about what some of these little games that the CEOs and the they call them the Illuminati the really smart guys have been doing and why you and I should be careful as I said over 22 years ago now. Savers are losers, and I want people to understand, if you're saving money and you're going for job security, you might be the biggest losers of all. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. It pays to listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. And we archive them for one reason. It's called repetition. But the more important reason for listening to this program, again, from richdadradio.com, is you have friends, family, and business associates who really should be listening to this program especially your friends and family who believe in saving money and in investing for the long term in the stock market for stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs because they're about to get their, you know what, handed to them big time because that's what this show is about. So if you want your friends and family and fellow business associates to wake up and smell the coffee, go to richdadradio.com and download this program again with Michael Pento, P-E-N-T-O. He's a president and founder of Pento Portfolio Strategies. His website is P-E-N-T-O-P-O-R-T.com. Any comments, Kim? Well, Michael, I, there's so much to talk about here. Let's just get right into it because we, Robert, you mentioned the, the stock buybacks um, at the end of the last session. And so quantitative easing happened and they had all this money and they gave all this money to all these companies with the thought that they were going to invest it and mm -hmm. become and have all this productivity. But they didn't mm -hmm. do that, did they, Michael? No. Well, one of the uh, ruses and red herrings behind uh, quantitative easing and money printing was that, hey, and, and tax cuts and, uh, and the like, is that, well, hey, corporations are going to invest in property, plant, equipment, factories, and mines, and utilities. And that is half of GDP. So GDP is an increase in the labor force plus productivity. 
So when you invest in capital goods, that's what they call that, what I just mentioned, you increase productivity. But that's not at all what happened. So what happened with the Repatriation and the Tax Reform Act and uh, 0% interest rates is that these corporate geniuses, these corporate executives, wanted to enrich their pocketbooks so that what did they do? They bought back shares to reduce the share count, which boosts earnings per share. And that's so how the, they get so paid. So the price of their stock went up, and right. yet they didn't have to pay well, out well, dividends well, and all no, to their shareholders. Well, well, the price of the stock, price of their stock went up initially. Initially, yes. You know, so they spent a record amount in 2018, the previous year, one trillion dollars, shattering all previous records of stock buybacks, and that's of course because of the repatriation of foreign earnings and the tax cuts, and of course by. Uh, the ability of the erstwhile ability to borrow money virtually at zero and buy back your shares. But what happened was is that all of these shares that they purchased are now underwater. So what's happened before in the history has happened once again. So history turns out not to exactly repeat, but it rhymes, according to Mark Twain. And corporate executives and corporate insiders are the dumbest of all investors. They like to buy high and sell low. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what's going to happen now? So now that all of their share buybacks, trillion dollars worth last year, are now underwater, and the economy is going to enter what I believe is a vicious recession, unfortunately, in 2019. Not, not my fault or your fault. It's because of what central banks and governments have wrought upon the nations. But what's going to happen is that these dumbest of all, of, uh, of all investors are going to have to sell shares. In other words, the, the stock that they bought back and retired is going to be taken out of inventory and sold, but not sold at a high level. It's going to be a panic sell to raise capital in an attempt to keep the doors open for many of these insolvent well, you, zombie corporations. Use the, use the example of General Electric, for example. What did they do? I mean, they're, oh, they, they, yeah, get, go ahead. They, no, they, 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 they were the biggest they, idiots on the block. Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> so, they, they bought their... Their shares back at what price? Um, well, I, I don't have the uh, the exact data in front of me when I when I compiled the report, but they bought they bought back much higher levels. It was much much higher levels. The share price cratered, and now they're going to think about issuing secondaries at much much lower prices just to keep the doors right, open. Right, right. Yeah, I do have it here. I do have it here. That General oh, Electric they they bought between 2015 and 2017 prices were 20 to 32 dollars a share, mm. and today it's about six dollars a share. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But that that kind wait, of wait, wait, Michael, it's worse than that. IBM. They Sorry, borrowed. Man. They borrowed money to pay that high price. Yes. That's yes. that's the big problem. Yes. That, well, so now you have all of this. So you didn't borrow money. So borrowing money makes sense, Robert and Kim, when you invest in things, plant, property, equipment that can expand productivity and, and actually increase. Yeah, it gives you a return on your investment. But when you just buy shares at much higher prices than what they are today, you've squandered all of that money. And so generally- And and you still, and the worst part of it all is that when you borrow that money, the debt is still outstanding. So you're you're in a much, much worse place than you were before you tried all this financial engineering. All those guys who invested long or the the shareholders at General Electric, they got screwed by their own board, their own CEOs. Exactly. And as I said, it's not just General Electric. Right. It's IBM. Chipotle. Yeah, it's it's a lot of these corporations. Everybody did. In fact, studies have been shown that 14% of corporate America now is 
in the zombie category, meaning that they have to issue debt just to pay back the interest on existing debt. Jesus. That is that is the amount so out of, of business. See, this is why this is why the economy is more vulnerable today to a recession than ever before in history. And one more thing on top of that, because we talked about got into this problem was Bernanke and those boys did quantitative ease and QE. Mm-hmm. But today we're in QT, which means they're actually burning that money. They're not exactly they're not printing exactly. it. So explain QT. Quantitative okay, so tightening. Quantitative tightening, or, or like they say, is reverse QE, is exactly what it is. It's the reverse of quantitative easing. So when you think about quantitative easing, a central bank will print money by fiat, by decree, out of nothing, and go to the primary dealers, the primary bankers of the, of the country, and buy their assets. Just take those ba- assets off of their balance sheets, off of the bank's balance sheets, and give them credit, something known as Fed credit, which is basically cash. And they can take that cash and do anything they want with it. They can make new loans, they can buy stocks, and they can buy bonds. And that's exactly what was happening for years, since 2009, all the way, actually, uh, the European Central Bank ended its quantitative easing program in December of last year. So primarily what I'm speaking is from we went from $180 billion of quantitative easing to now quantitative tightening, globally speaking. But with the Federal Reserve's case, they were printing $85 billion per month, and they went to now a minus $50 billion each and every month. And let me just explain briefly the process. It's very important that your audience understands the process. So what's happening is, is that the Federal Reserve has a bond due, a Treasury bill, bond or note, and the principal must be paid back. But they go to the Treasury and say, hey, Treasury, I would like this principal to be paid back to the tune of almost $50 billion a month. There's mortgage-backed securities in there. But let's just say it's $50 billion each and every month, $600 billion a year. The Treasury doesn't have any money. So they have to go and float a bond to the public at a market-based price. The Treasury takes that money from the financial system, from the public, and then they take that and send it to the Fed, and the Fed destroys that money. They destroy that credit. So actually, when you think about it, quantitative tightening or reverse QE is basically the same operation as raising interest rates. So when when central banks, and in particular Jerome Powell, the head of our Federal Reserve, goes on hold with their further rate hikes, that does not mean that we have a dovish Federal Reserve. What it means is the Fed has stopped one half of their tightening cycle, which what made 2018 so pernicious for the stock market is that the Federal Reserve was hiking rates, Fed funds rate, four times. So that's the short-term interest rate, hiking it four times, and at the same time, selling $50 billion, or I like to say burning, destroying $50 billion worth of credit every month. So what's the bad I, news? <laughs> let me see if I can understand this. So the, the, they, they, they sell you these bonds. You went over my head. Okay, so they sell these bonds to the public. The public buys these bonds. Treasury does. Treasury, the Treasury, yes, Treasury buys the bonds. The Treasury sells bonds. The public buys the bonds, sends the money to the Treasury. The Treasury sends the money to the Fed, and the Fed incinerates it. So the, the bonds that the public buys are worthless? No, 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 they're not. No, they're, no, the they're not. The taxpayer is going to pay for them. Well, the, this is this is now. You know, uh, I own a bond. I am the public. I okay. own a bond. 
now the government must pay me an interest rate. Now, before, you have to understand that the Fed owned all these bonds, and when the Treasury sent the Fed interest, the Fed sent the interest back to the Treasury. <laughs> so the game is in reverse now. Yeah. So now they have to actually service all of this debt. And when these bonds mature, Mr. Public, John Q. Public, has to have his principal repaid. So there's a, this is a very tightening it, – it, the, the, the functionality – You know, I think Janet Yellen once said it was like watch, watching paint dry. But it's the complete opposite. These people that created these uh, functions don't even understand themselves what they're doing. But I want to comment on something else, too, because this is very important before the show ends. I, I want to talk about the consequences, one of the consequences of making money free to bail out insolvent banks and governments. Which is okay? what we did. Which is what they did, absolutely, right. Quantitative easing. Globally. So one of the consequences is what happens, what happens, Rob, it makes sense if I, if, I ask, if I postulate this for you. What happens if I tell you, you can borrow money for free, Robert and Kim? What would you do? What would you be more likely to do? I'd go borrow money. <laughs> well, you smart lady, right? <laughs> well, this is what happens. So they took money and made it free. They moved money from five and a quarter percent on the overnight Fed funds rate to zero, okay, to try to bail out insolvent banks and governments in the United States, and did it all over the world. And that encouraged eventually the consumer to borrow money. Corporations borrowed up to $9 trillion of debt, a record high amount of corporate debt. Most of that I said, many of not most of it, but many of that is insolvent and junk. Two-thirds of, of corporate debt is now considered junk or one notch above. And the U.S. federal budget deficit surged to a record for the month of November to reach a negative $204.9 billion dollars. Now, the Treasury Department said that November deficit was $66.4 billion, higher than November of 2017. So, Robert and Kim, for the first two months of this fiscal year, the deficit totaled over $305 billion. This is the U.S. federal deficit. That was up 51.4% from the same period a year ago. That's called now, the that's Trump— that should scare the heck out of you. Well, it scares it scares me more and more every day. So you have over here. You said in one of your interviews, it talks about you, you says Pento says we'll have deflation first, mm. and then runaway inflation. Would you mind yes. explaining that? Okay, so so globally, I just I, I just I just touched on why, why? Uh, globally speaking, the massive increase of debt totals seventy trillion dollars. Upset. Now, I'm going to repeat that, so I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I said. The increase, not the amount of debt, the increase in debt since 2007 was $70 trillion. Totally, it's $250 trillion. And that has to now rely more and more on the support of investors instead of those mindless, you know, price-insensitive purchases of central banks. So what's going to happen, in my opinion, and I, and I run a, a, a genuine portfolio based on facts and data, not how I feel. You know, I, I base it on math. So I feel that since central banks are pulling the plug on quantitative easing, they pulled it already. Now they're in quantitative tightening. Central bank raised rates nine times since December of 2015. The European Central Bank is now completely out of QE. 
So you only have the Bank of Japan left printing money, but that's being more than offset by the Federal Reserve's reverse QE. So all of this debt is now standing on its own two feet, Robert. That is a massive drain of the liquidity on a capitalist economy. So instead of, like we talked about before, hiring people, buying property, plant, equipment, factory, mines, utilities, capital goods, the stuff that really matters when you're trying to grow an, grow an economy, the $22 trillion national debt, which is causing deficits, which is producing deficits north of $1 trillion every year in the good times. You know, God forbid we entered it, like I, if my prediction is correct, we entered into a recession later in 2019. The deficit would be $3 trillion, Robert and Kim. Jesus. By the way, that's banana republic. That is over 10% of GDP. But we have deficits now baked into the cake of a trillion dollars. So you're, you're sucking all of this productive capital out of the private sector and shoving it into the government. So, you know, this is a, this is a very deadly cocktail that we've produced, and nothing has been fixed. Everything that was wrong with the economy in 2008, which were massive debt, interest rate distortion, and asset bubbles. All those, those things, all those conditions, all those functions have been upped by a warp drive factor. Correct. So once again, uh, our guest today is Michael Pento. He's the president and founder of Pento Portfolio Strategies. His website is pentoport.com. We're not saying Michael is right or wrong, and we, we don't recommend buy or sell anything. But the reason I have Rich Dad Radio is for you to educate yourselves. But can people place money with you? What are your requirements for that? We're not endorsing you. We're just saying, what are your requirements? Okay, so I, li I generally like to see around $100,000 of invested capital. Uh, and that's because I have created, and this is something I've been working on for decades, but I finally think I've perfected this model as much as you can perfect anything when it comes to uh, modeling the economy. A 20-point model that's built to determine where we are on the spectrum between inflation, deflation, and the economic cycle. I have 20 points in this model. By the way, I will, I will add this quickly to you and your audience that 19 out of the 20 components, and they include high-yield spreads, LIBOR spreads, the rate of, of uh, break-even spreads, uh, all arcane stuff and stuff that I can very easily explain to your audience, but 19 out of the 20 components are now indicating that we are rapidly headed towards a recession. There's only one component of the model, which is the level of initial unemployment claims that's still uh, quiescent, not causing any problems. It's still in the green. If you believe but the nine, numbers. <laughs> in 19 out of 20 are, are, are flashing red. And if you have 100, around $100,000 to invest, I will take that money, invest it appropriately according to that spectrum, and the spectrum runs between uh, in five sectors. The first sector is a deflationary depression, which is where I think we are headed. It goes all the way to sector number five, which is like an inflationary crack-up boom. <laughs> and, and if you could get the sector right, which is what my model is intended to do, you can really, I believe, boost your overall performance and alpha generating in the portfolio. And just to wrap up this, this one uh, thought that I have, why did you, you ask me, why do I think we're going to deflate first and then go into uh, inflation? 
is because, you know, you started off the program. The first segment was the pension crisis. So pension, pensions are supposed to generate around 7 8% return per annum. Well, let's look at last year, Robert and Kim. Uh, last year, the major averages were down 7%. And corporate bonds and uh, municipal bonds and sovereign bonds yielded in the low single digits. So they missed, they missed that mark incredibly by a long shot. So what I'm saying is if we have another year like that, and I believe it's very possible that this year could be even worse than it was last year based on the fact that we're headed into a recession. You know, recessions bring stock markets down 50%. That's and, what happened in the last two and, times. And one question on recession, because I'm guessing there's different levels of recession. When you say right. recession, what do you mean by recession? Right, well, well, you know, the NBER, which officially declares National Bureau of Economic Research, declares a recession. That's two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Um, last time, the last two times that occurred, which was in the year 2000 and the year 2008, stock market dropped by 50%. So when you, when you say to me, what is the next step after this deflationary recession to slash depression, what do you think the central bankers are going to do when, the, when all public and private pension plans are insolvent? That includes Social Security. Yep. They have no choice but to go down the same road as the Hungarian pengo. <laughs> with the world's with the world's reserve currency, right. they're going to print money like we've never printed money before. And can I just tell you this, Robert? Can you tell me if I'm wrong? You know, recently Jerome Powell, who was a, a vicious hawk, in Oct- on October 3rd, he said that the if Fed funds rate can go to three and a half percent from where it was at the time, two two and a quarter. Um, he recently said in his in a, in, a, in a recent press conference that hey, everything's flexible. And if things change, we can go back to QE, and we can lower interest rates to zero percent very quickly. He's all, the stock market's down very, you know, it was like I said, it was down seven percent last year, and they're already uh, eager to get back into the the, the the counterfeiting business. And that's exactly what uh, Bernanke said years and years ago, before the two thousand seven crash, was the Fed has a thing called a printing press, mm. and I think, and they use and they used it, Robert. Right. So, Michael, thank you very much thank for you, your Michael. time. I'd love to have you back on. <laughs> I, it was a great time. Thank you so much for having me so, on the program, so Robert. Can I, can, I, can I pre-commit you right now that you come back on? Uh, absolutely. That would wait. be my pleasure. I mean, I, I, I love it when guys actually know what they're talking about and they're, they're not on CNBC. So, anyway, thank <laughs> well, you very much. I've, I know I know what I'm talking about so much, but I've been banned from CNBC. <laughs> <laughs> that that, makes, make you guys that makes perfect sense. That, that's, good, that's, that's really good news for me. <laughs> thank you, Michael. So once thank again, you. thank you, Michael. All right. God bless. Take thank care. You. And we Bye. come back. We're going to ask Robert, our most popular part of our program. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. 
Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Financial freedom begins with financial education. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. I want to thank Michael Pinto, president and founder of Pinto Portfolio Strategies. If that didn't make your head spin, nothing will. But I think it's uh, better that we hear about it. I thing I love about uh, the Rich Dad Radio program is we give our guests a lot of time to explain things. And I'm going to invite them back because I have more questions now. I need to have them come back and explain things more because that's how we learn. That's what I was just going to say. This left me with a lot of questions that right. I'm now going to start pursuing. So again, Michael Pento is the author of the book, The Coming Bond Market Collapse, How to Survive the Demise of the U.S. Debt Market. You see, it's not the stock market that's going to crash. It's the bond market that's going to crash. He's not the only one saying it, but records are saying it. And I'm personally very weak on the bond market. I don't understand it that well because I've never had any money to buy bonds. But he also said, what happens when all the pensions come crashing down and there's no money in all the pensions, including Social Security? That's a scary thought. Correct. And it's happening already today. Yeah, it's happening as we talk about yeah. it, except that on the news today, the economy is fine. You know, Trump's an idiot and uh, jobs are plentiful. They're, they're looking for workers. Growth is up. Economy strong. But that's on the surface. Underneath the surface is what you listen to Rich Dad Radio for. Because if you listen to what's happening on CNBC or those magazines we call Bubble Vision or Money Magazine, my favorite magazine, you know, you're not going to get it straight because all these guys are trying to sell you something. I'm not trying to sell you anything. So once again, this is the Ask Robert section. You can ask you, you can submit your questions to askrobert at richdadradio.com. Melissa, what's the first question? Our first question, Robert, is from Emil in Houston, Texas. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. With the markets trending the way they are, how do you prepare for when the economy crashes? That's a very, very good question. First, let me let me just say this much. You know, people say I'm a pessimist. Look, if you're going to be a professional investor or any kind of investor in today's world, you've got to be a pessimist as well as an optimist. So Kim and I are pessimistic at times, we're all, but we're always optimistic. But this is another way to look at it is that when market crashes, those are the best times to get rich. Because in 2008, you know, I mean, Kim, Kenny McElroy, and I were just waiting for the market to crash with the subprime markets. When the subprime market tanked, we thought we died and went to heaven. Now everybody lost their homes, unfortunately, but they didn't listen to Rich Dad Radio, that's why. But anyway, um, it's a really good time. If you can see it from that point of view, you'll understand why you listen to Rich Dad Radio. Let me ask you this. If Walmart was having a sale on, let's say, today, T-bone steaks are $10 a pound, but tomorrow they're going on sale for $1 a pound, would you run in and buy T-bone steaks or would you run away? And the average person, when the stock market, bond market, real estate market crashes, they run away. A crash is simply an organization going on sale. So personally, you know, I got in a lot of trouble with Kim and her family because at Christmas dinner, there were a couple of people that were upset with me because I said, oh my God, a crash is coming. I'm so excited. And these guys are along the, you could tell whether they're along the stock market. They well, mean, they're, they're, they only know how to make money when the stock market goes, goes up. up. Yeah. Not and, when it comes down. And we're in a 70-year secular bull market, which means the market's been going up for 70 years. And so every baby boomer out there, that's all they know is an up market. 
And this up market started around 1950 at the end of World War II. I think the secular bull market is about to end and we're going into a secular bear market. So these guys got very upset with me saying, how can you say you're happy about a crash? Well, the difference is, you know, Kim and I are both optimists and pessimists. When this baby crashes, everything's going on sale. That's like Walmart having putting cucumbers on sale. If, if you know, cucumbers were a dollar a pound and next week they're two cents a pound, you'd buy cucumbers. And, that, and that's exactly what Pento says. He yeah, says it's because good, it's the, good news. Because the bond bubble is bursting, he says, I believe this will bring down real estate prices, equity market values, and start currency chaos. Right. So, so prices please understand down. that I don't think crashes are bad. But if you're long and you're naive enough to believe what they tell you on CNBC or Money Magazine or those magazines that sell you stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs, the worst possible thing possible, then naturally you don't like crashes. So all I'm saying here is this, it's gonna crash, what are you gonna do about it? The average person can go to a local coin shop and buy a silver coin or a gold coin. It doesn't take any intelligence. Or if you're really smart, you can take an options course. You can learn how to buy put options or call options. A put option simply means you're gonna make a fortune when markets crash. The trouble with becoming a trader today of options, it'll take you about five years of education and five years of practice. So you're about 10 years out of the system. So most people really are not gonna do the options trading. But if you're ready for it, this next crash is gonna make you a gajillionaire. So really, it's just not a matter of the markets going up and down, but what are you gonna do about it? Any comments, Kim? Well, it just goes back to what we're all about, and it's all about education. I, unfortunately, I, I believe you're right, is most people want the quick fix. They want the answer. They wanna know what's that magic pill that'll keep me safe, and so I don't have to be so afraid of what's coming. But it's, there, I, don't, I don't know any other way around it, except you've gotta prepare, and you gotta prepare through education, you gotta prepare through- They're not gonna do it, though, you through, know that experience and it's going to take time. It's they're not going to do it. If so they're not going to do it, our... then they're going to get, they're going to be at the effect of this recession coming. Yeah. That's so the bottom line. One of, one of the reasons we archive all of our programs at richdadradio.com is if you listen to this again, you listen to this program one more time, two more times, three more times, you'll learn a lot. But it's especially important that your friends, family, and business associates listen to this program, especially those friends of yours who believe in going to school, getting a job, saving money, getting out of, of debt, and is investing for the long term in the stock market. That is the worst financial advice possible. Yet 96% of the people believe that, that information. This is a 70-year secular bull market that might be coming to an end. And how long will the secular bear market last? We don't know. But for those that are prepared for it, it's gonna be the best time they ever had to get rich. It's like Walmart selling cucumbers for 10 cents a pound or steak for $1 a pound. It's gonna be the best time. But if you're an idiot and went to school and believing saving money, you could be in the big amount of trouble. So anyway, final words, Kim? I just want to thank our guest, Michael Pento. We're going to have him back because he did make my head spin and he left me with a lot of questions. And I'm going to start. Uh, there's things I want to start really paying attention to that I wasn't paying attention to before. And I think that's one of the beauties of having guests like Michael on because he gets me thinking. And then it's time for me to get to work and figure out what the heck he just said. I'll give one last thing is that, you know, you can go to a coin dealer right now. and You can buy a dime that used to cost me 10 cents back in 1964. Today, that 10 cent dime cost me two dollars. So that should tell you, all, all you savers out there, 
you're getting screwed. So if somebody tells you to save money and invest for the long term in the stock market, that could be the worst possible financial advice possible. Yet, if you don't know any better, it might be the best thing you can do. Today, once again, thank you for listening to Rich Dad Radio. Once again, you can submit your questions to Ask Robert at richdadradio.com. And I thank Michael Pento, president and founder of Pento Portfolio Strategies. Thank you for listening to this program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.